edition of How Did This Get Booked. I, of course, am your host, Jake Manning, and I'm a veteran of the professional wrestling business for over a decade, and I've held every single job except selling popcorn. I'm joined, as always, by a man who starts every one of these podcasts on his phone. I have to look up what we're talking about. Oh, okay. I like, I like to look at the card as we go, because uh, okay. I don't remember. I was trying to think of what the first match was and have zero recollection of the very first match. So. Well, a man who has zero recollect- recollection, <laughs> Zane Riley. Zane, how are you doing, my friend? I'm here, man. I think I just looked up the wrong thing. <laughs> Clash of the Champions 31. Oh, that's his, this is Clash of Champions 1. Yeah, I didn't watch Clash of the Champions. But that I one watched was, thirty-one. We'll never discuss that on this podcast. We will. Like, I don't remember Mike Rotunda and Kevin Sullivan being there. Yeah, definitely, definitely not there. But who is? <laughs> hey, Jake, how you doing? But who is here today? A man who is a part of the Three Timers Club, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yep. Matt Barentine. Matt, how are you doing today? Pretty good, man. How are you? Uh, good. I, I appreciate you jumping on here again. Absolutely, uh, it's fun every time. I I think it's only appropriate because like I, I was trying to figure out what comic I should I should have on and then I'm like well I'm doing Matt's show that he runs at Vizart which is the same place where I do my Joe Exploitation show you run a show at Vizart as well Mr B's private screenings four thousand see I always stumble over it that's why I kicked it to you I'm like please say the name of your show because I stumble over it all the time yeah. people are like because when I was telling people to show up this past Saturday for your show that I was on once again did it again didn't even reference I was just like Saturday Vizart I'll be doing a comedy show not like my show but we'll check that show yeah. And we watched No Holds Barred. Yep, which I had never seen before. I try not to watch the movies before we do them. And uh, boy, that was weird. Did I just think of him as Debo? Uh, <laughs> and that you should. And that you should. Any lines? He did. Did he say words in yeah. that movie? I don't know. Zeus. <laughs> All right, Zeus. Man, that was a fucking yeah. weird one. I'm going to get you. <laughs> it was mostly growling noises, but I guess he did. <laughs> utter a few words and then there's that one time where he was like got startled and he turned around and he was like ah and he gave like the 60s football card pose like out of nowhere yeah the middle linebacker pose like ah yeah it just seemed like you there was something wrong with him mentally you know what i mean like it wasn't well there's something wrong with his eye there's something wrong with his eye that's that's the thing that guy's trying to robert gibson his way out of here So what we should do is to have that movie for this podcast and bring. Oh no, we're not. We're never podcasting that movie because there are so many. Fu- That's why I'm so glad that we did it for his show because I've wanted to say stuff about it. But there are so many fucking podcasts about No Holds Barred. But Matt had a lot of good shit he didn't get to get out because he was all, uh, you know. Oh uh, yeah, up. I was. I was. Uh... Making excuses for why it was not that funny on that show. <laughs> uh, I, I blame it on the Adderall. I took an Adderall thinking it would make me like faster, mm-hmm. but it made me just like overthink everything and not say words. <laughs> it's all right. it's like I'm just trying to give him a redemption, but I mean, no, if we're just going to say fuck him, that's cool too. Well, not fuck him. Fuck that movie. Mm. There, there's so many fucking podcasts. Because I, I thought about that. I thought about like, ooh, that'd be really fucking easy. What mm. if... 
we did No Holds Barred as an episode. I watched it with Matt. Did a show off right and back and around. Come back around. Synergy. <laughs> exactly created synergy. But there are so many fucking podcasts on No yeah, Holds there's Barred. There's this podcast I don't know if you've heard of called How Did This Get Made. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> no, what is that about? What's that about? Episode. It's about, it's about what? Paul Are Sheard? they ripping us off? Yeah, Paul, Paul Sheard discussing wrestling? Which I was listening to the newest episode of Comedy Bang Bang today. And one of the guys, one of their guests, does a podca- uh, podcast called How, How Did This Get Played? played and I was like, God games. damn it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so I thought I feel bad that we're How Did This Get Booked. Yeah. So it's whatever. Uh, but what's not whatever are all the people that have left reviews on Apple Podcasts nice. and Stitcher. Um, guys, thank you so much. Uh, I can't thank you enough. Uh, even though I don't do it on next week's episode. Uh, I can't thank you enough on this particular podcast that uh, I really do appreciate your reviews. It really does help, you know, get people. I know from listening to podcasts, it's apparently very good to get (laughs) reviews. They talk about it all the time. It It is very important. And then I listen to the other podcasts. Yeah, we just got our thousandth review. I'm like, Ooh, that is not where we're at right now. We just got our 15th review. We're better than that. We're better than that. We definitely have more than 10 bell pod. I know that much for sure. Suck it. So by a, by a mile, we're doing far better on reviews than 10 bell pod. And that's all I ever want. And that's all I want you guys to continue to do is to continue to keep leaving reviews. So that way 10 bell pod never catches up. Um, (laughs) Come at me, Alexander. Yeah. So, but as I've said before, many a times, if you leave a review on Apple podcasts or Stitcher and you get into my DMS and give me your mailing address and your shirt size, I will give you a free, how did this get booked t-shirt? And that's how I know we haven't reached over a hundred because I had a hundred transfers and I still have a shitload of how did this get booked uh, t-shirts that are available and you don't have to pay for them. You can get them for free. You can get them for free by simply just leaving a review on Apple podcasts or Stitcher, just like on Stitcher Keaton's you're sitting atop of the most recent uh, review on Stitcher. Now, Davinator70 was sitting on the top. Davinator. Davinator70. Um, he was uh, dethroned by Sleaze or Cutthroat. And then uh, Sleaze or Cutthroat was uh, defunct by Smalls704, <laughs> which if I, I'm, I'm guessing is our buddy Smalls. And Smalls actually made a request for an upcoming episode. Oh, we'll do it. We're he gonna, did. You're right. He messaged yeah, me about the, it. That 70 show with uh, The Rock. Yep. So we're mm. we're definitely going to do that probably in the next month or so. Definitely not the next episode because we've already recorded the next episode. Right. Right and we've got you know call forwards. We, we traveled in time. Yes. We recorded that episode. We came back. I heard you fucked up and you didn't thank anybody. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I definitely did. Oh, man. Definitely fucked up. (laughs) Oh, definitely fucked up. We may, we're actually, you know, just let you guys know, uh, I apologize for everything I say the next episode. We got got canceled on the next episode. (laughs) We've already seen the future. That was a great teaser for next week. Yeah, Yeah, we get canceled. We get canceled. We get canceled. Good good subject matter. Awful things said. I want to apologize (laughs) for everything I said next week. Not everything. Just just the very beginning (laughs) of the 24 minute mark. Give or take right, right in about the 20 minute mark. About the Kobe parts, you know. Oh, yeah. I uh, Well, I didn't say that one. Yeah. I still got to say that still joke off air. still got to talk about the Kobe thing. Yeah. I made a very off color joke that I, I will only repeat one other time just because I brought it up, but I will never I will never say this joke ever again. But it was fuck, it was a good joke. Yeah. And it was fucking timed perfectly. Uh-huh. It was fucking timed perfectly. So I'm going to record it for everyone to put it out there. I'll get this podcast canceled one way or another. That's well, okay. You I just want to apologize for what I'm going to do at the end of this podcast just, as long as we're making future apologies okay yeah all right so just, i'm sorry now well before we make uh future apologies <laughs>
Well, uh, before we get in our time machine to go forward, we need to go backwards to Clash of the Champions 31 that took place on August 6, 1995 at Daytona Beach, Florida at the Ocean Center. Attendance for the show was 4,039 people. It took a rating of 3.5 on TBS when it was originally aired. I thought that was more people. They shot it well to make it look full, I guess. <laughs> That's what Perusky does well, is ma- ma- shooting it just appropriate, so there's looks like there's more people in the building than what there is. Yeah. Also, I think it's kind of a smaller mm. venue. It's not obviously like a Greensboro Coliseum type situation. They can hold 20,000, so I think it's a little... Well, that became clear during a little skit we'll talk about later, <laughs> that they didn't seem to have a lot of room to move around. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, we, we, get, we get an intro... Uh, I, I I just have in my notes when the intros they're entering one of the matches that, that will come up it'll be like five men and a lady yeah. Yeah. that's when they advertise it's five <laughs> men and a lady what's gonna happen like they tease that Dungeons of Doom thing right away yeah so I was like oh what is it because it looks like Legends of the Hidden Temple you know it's like <laughs> some foam rocks and shit and I was like is there an obstacle course <laughs> yeah. in this what's gonna happen Hulk Hogan's a silver monkey. <laughs> Uh, speaking of silver monkeys, Michael Buffer's in the oh, ring. This could uh, go real. This could go real weird. Uh, no, but I, I I did it appropriate. We could make fun of Michael Buffer. <laughs> yeah, um, back in time and apologize for this episode. Last episode, yes. Uh, our white tuxedo monkey, Michael Buffer, is out here doing the most over the top intros, almost kind of killing the pop of the intros mm-hmm. of each one of the guys that come out. Um, in match number one, which consists of Ming and Kurosawa, with that's what it was. Robert Colonel Parker versus Sting and Hawk. Uh, the mighty Ming, his weight is unknown. <laughs> it's like, what does that mean? But like, he just refuses to get on a scale. <laughs> They're backstage, and he's like, no. <laughs> but followed up with him also disclaiming he was discovered as a bouncer. <laughs> <laughs> That That's where good. I want my mis- my mythical uh, <laughs> yeah, Polynesian my- wrestler to come from. <laughs> a club down the street where he was bouncing for 20 bucks last night. Is the idea that he's so Eastern and mysterious, <laughs> like <laughs> scales don't work around him yep. or something? That's magnets. Western science. Yeah, there's. It's <laughs> so bizarre. His weight is unknown. <laughs> like, it's a sport. There's like weight classes and shit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it takes the legitimacy out of it when like you're like get on the scale so we can put you in. Another you know, guy that's similar in weight, and you're like, nope. Okay, well you're gonna fight the <laughs> yeah, anyways. Yeah, yeah. All right, be the show me if I say. I'd, I'd like to see Dana White do that. Be like, <laughs> Conor McGregor, yeah. Going, yeah, I'm not getting on the scale, and and he's just like, okay, well you're what gonna you fight gonna him do? anyways. All right, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> all, right, go ahead. Fuck. all these people are here. <laughs> Please, all right. Fighting like. in the weight class. Unknown. <laughs> oh man, that'd be a real good yeah. addition. It'd be like the XFL of the UFC. XFC. <laughs> or the X Division of the yeah. UFC. Yep. There we, we go. There we go. No limits. That's right. uh, <laughs> oh, Butterbean's there. Um There was the world famous Colonel Parker, which I was like, there is a world famous Colonel Parker. He was real mean to Elvis. He was like a, a bad manager. I don't know who the fuck you are, but I don't think you're that guy. <laughs> yeah, I never thought about that. Like that, that would be what they're playing off of here. It's, it's got to be right. Yeah, it's definitely what they're doing. Like, and also like a little foghorn leg type southern thing. man. But people from the south sweat a lot. Seem to be a real meme. Like all the southern characters were just dripping with sweat the whole time. And 
then of course coming out with with minorities uh, yeah. with the possibility of like I own these people yeah. like just That's very uncomfortable all of those things let's make that as <laughs> uncomfortable as possible um, and then of course uh, film director Akira Kurosawa yeah, showing his like, range man. yeah you know <laughs> he probably loved the whole direct show. Rashomon and uh, perform like that it's amazing <laughs> I loved his earlier work <laughs> I mean I believe it I mean we didn't see Kurosawa like. Uh, before or since no. I haven't really seen him that much so. he did his one run in wrestling and he had to go back to film yep exactly but uh, he probably would want to go out back to film after wrestling Hawk Holy in this match shit uh, what was wrong with Hawk he was he he so drunk flipped out at the end that was great <laughs> <laughs> he was so. saving all of his acting ability to right then <laughs> yeah well so it was him and Sting right yep Sting I think I wouldn't recognize him without the makeup on. Like, I know him immediately, no matter what. That was a very 90s color he was wearing. <laughs> the lime green, like, neon shit. And then, yeah, I thought it was sort of a... It felt like filler, the match. Mm-hmm. Even though it's the first... Ma- it seems like you want the first match of your show to be a good one. <laughs> but it really felt like it was short. <laughs> they took a different approach. Yeah, I felt like this is nothing. Except when he started flipping out at the end. Like, he was doing, like, a baby temper tantrum mm-hmm. for, like, a long time. It was <laughs> real weird. Uh, he's, like, yes. Yeah, so, so Hawk is, like, like super drunk, right? Because, like, he's just, he's, whenever, like, they're closed on him, he's, like, hardly selling it. He's got his, like, lip is just hanging, like, dumbfounded most of the time. Blows every fucking spot. See, I thought that you heard something or heard some interview where they talk about, yeah, Hawk was fucked up. Or... Oh, no, like, he, he has to have been. He did one of the worst, like, top rope jumps I've ever yeah. seen where I think he literally hit the ground before he hit the guy. Like, he's going to hop down. <laughs> like, a top punch. rope heart attack where Sting was like, I'm not putting this motherfucker on my shoulders. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing that so you can fucking just, like, hop to the ground before you hit him. Like, Still managed yeah. to clothesline me somehow. Yeah, clothesline me in the face. No, yeah. no, that's not happening today, boss. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. I couldn't tell what... This whole show reminded me why I don't watch wrestling. It was so much like <laughs> hey, me too. sloppy, non-storytelling. Like, it was hard to, to infer. I realized, like, people watching it at the time had co- more context, you know. But, yeah. like, it was hard to tell. In that match, it was hard to even tell who was the heel. It was just so bland. I don't know. There was no story in hardly any of these matches, I feel like. Well, there was a moment in time, because the story of a tag match is you're working towards a tag, and there's one moment in time where Hawk tags Sting in, and Sting's like, yeah, that's not the time I'm supposed to come in. Yeah. And like straight up just tagged him, and Sting stayed on the apron. Nope. And then most of the time, they're just both in there anyway. Yeah. They're just all in there, just running spots in different areas. And the ref's going like, hey, cut it out, like. And at the same time, too, Sting's going, hey, uh, Hawk, you're not supposed to be here right now. Uh, I Like, I felt bad for Sting because he's clearly, like, thinking, going, man, at one point in time, I was the face of this fucking company. <laughs> and now Hulk Hogan's in here, so he fucking feud with a guy who's got, like, foam rocks behind him. <laughs> and he goes, I was a big fucking deal. And now I'm, like, right here sandwiched at the beginning of this Clash of Champions, which... It's all right. I'm going to leave tonight. I'm going to see that movie, The Crow. Everything's going to be all right. Yeah, everything. I, it's okay. I got movie tickets to see this new Brandon Lee joint. Yeah, um, I don't know what it's about. I, about I might it. not like it. I might not like it. May not, it may not stick with me. Yeah. It may not stick with me. Um, but yeah, Hawks. 
oh, does not fucking look good. Um, just stumbling around. At one point in time, I feel like there's a moment where like Sting looked across the ring to Ming and was like, yeah, we need to fix this. Yeah, we got to go. Yeah, we need to do something good in this match because Hawk is in there and fucking everything up. <laughs> Kurosawa, like he's trying to act, ask for a second take. And, like, nobody, he's just fixing the lights around here. Exactly, but nobody understand him and just fucking Hawk stumbling mm. off the top rope. Like Ming's working his ass off just trying to trying to survive yeah that's the thing when Ming has to fucking survive yeah. the toughest man on the planet is like ooh I need to go back into survival mode that's not <laughs> that's not a good place you want Ming to be at is in survival mode this drunk hillbilly is gonna fuck me up yeah with a weird fucking haircut mm-hmm. so yeah this is all kinds of fucked up and I'm just I put in my notes I'm like this match was on a fucking Clash of the Champions yeah at one point in time Clash of the Champions was like considered like this is the flagship thing of yeah. WCW. We build to the, the Clash of the Champions. That is wild to me. Yeah. This wasn't it. even like a pay-per-view. Like this was a free thing though. Like you got it on your Yeah. It came on like on like a Thursday random. Like it's like a random Thursday or Tuesday kind of show. Yeah, and uh, this one came in, in on a Sunday if I'm not mistaken oh, yeah? because they talked about WCW main event being on before and that was a Sunday night okay. program. And we're working to Monday Nitro. Yeah. And and main event they had Hulk Hogan versus Kamala. Yeah. So like Hulk Hogan and Kamala and then we put this match out there. Yeah. So like it's it's fucking and this is definitely a time where they're doing more regular pay-per-views because that's the only way they're generating money is via pay-per-view because they don't have the merchandising mm-hmm. that WWE does. They don't get any of the TV rights that WWE is collecting. Um, so the only way they make money is off of pay-per-views because they ain't making dick on the fucking house show loop because nobody barely people want to see it on TV. So the mm. only way they can make money is by pay-per-view and thus making the clash is less important and Nitro's about ready to appear. And basically what you're seeing right here in this Clash of Champions is what you'll see on Nitro every single Monday <laughs> yeah. on a different network. So it's kind of like, this is like the last gasp of like, <laughs> this is this is like... This is the last call for mm. Clash of the Champions, for sure. And, and this is what you get. And this is exactly what you get. Drunk Hawk. Yep. And, you know, like I said, they're really pushing this Dungeon of Doom, Dungeon of mm. Doom tease. Which, as someone who likes story, I was excited for. I was like, oh, they're going to do some weird kayfabe <laughs> stuff. I'm into it. And, uh, that didn't really pan out. <laughs> you thought something serious was going to come out of the Dungeon of Doom? <laughs> like, like, not serious, but I like the goofy shit, you know? I, like I thought fucking... even the goofy shit would be good. Oh, I, I, li- I like the goofy shit, too. Like, there's things in this this clash that I fucking like and brings me back to fucking 1995 that I fucking love. Mm-hmm. Like, 1995 was, like, my favorite. That's when I fell back in love with wrestling. Because it went away, because I, growing up, I used to see the syndicated shows. They would appear on the ABC affiliate and... I've told this story before. They showed up in the ABC affiliate right at a time when I would get out of Sunday school. So I we would have to like get out of Sunday school like immediately so I can go home and watch WWF Superstars. And that'd be the only time I'd ever see wrestling. Now sometimes because it's syndicated, it'd be there and it wouldn't be there. But I would just have to rush home and turn on Channel 8 and hope for the best that it's there. And some days it was there, some days it wasn't. And then, you know, if my parents wanted us to go to church after Sunday school, I'd be fucked. I'm like, <laughs> fuck, I'm screwed. And then all of a sudden they stopped paying for the syndication. So then I didn't see it at all. And then it was pretty much just all on cable at that moment in time. And then I didn't see wrestling again until the very end of 94, the beginning of 95 when we had direct TV. And that's that's when I started seeing Monday Night Raw every Monday. It's so crazy how 
hard it was to seek things out back in the day. Like, <laughs> you just had like hope it showed up near you somehow. Well, and the thing is, I didn't even know WCW existed till 1995. Yeah, because I was just I, I just knew I just saw Bret Bret Hart wrestling Jeff Jarrett on a Monday Night Raw, and William Shatner was there. I was like, holy <laughs> shit, this is everything I've ever wanted in my entire life. <laughs> and I started watching it, and then all of a sudden, like, because you had the the on screen guide of DirecTV, and I go WCW wrestling. What the fuck is this? And then I turned it on and go, oh, that's what these action figures are in the store. I just thought these were generic action just figures. Just the cheap, uh, the Dollar Tree fucking toys? Yeah, I thought WCW was cheap Dollar Tree cho- toys. Okay. And, like, I just thought it was fucking, like, weird. Like, I thought Sting was just a generic wrestling figure. <laughs> it was like figure. a fake, yeah, yeah. that's funny. So, <laughs> it seems more logical to be a fake thing than a real thing. <laughs> so then I fucking love WCW Saturday Night. My favorites were Arn Anderson, Brad Armstrong, and Bobby Eaton. Jesus Christ, you had a vanilla fucking flavor. Oh, <laughs> I mean, they were amazing, but... Listen, there's a reason why I went... I prefer my food bland, and I'm like, mm-mm, bland. Like, <laughs> I like my food bland, I'm a sex missionary. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> right on. <laughs> right on. Well, when something's fucking right, hey. don't go fucking with it and stick a finger in your butthole. That's all. That's, 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 that's the rules right there. Uh, don't, don't if go. missionary's good, don't go mess around on an anal, all yeah. right? Like, that's just don't not... go chasing waterfalls, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> You did it again. What, what, what was that you did? Don't go enter the Dungeon of Doom unless you want to get attacked by a giant, okay? Like, Somebody's going to snatch your chain. <laughs> um, but before we get to match number two, we get an interview with Bunkhouse Buck, Fucking Benedict Christ. Slater, and uh, Colonel Robert Parker. And we just see Dirty Dick Slater. Just air punching. Just air punching <laughs> for no reason. Well, which I imagine he's Im- imagining a woman's face yes, in front been. of him. And if you've heard his crime and sports episode, <laughs> yeah. that would make a lot more sense who he's imagining punching oh at the time. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. So good. Such a good episode. Uh, he was up for a scummy. The episode is good. Uh, Dick Slater, not, not, so a, good. not a good person. No. So what were your thoughts on this interview, Matt? Uh, I mean, uh, offensive to Southern people. <laughs> it's it's just, good that somebody's sticking up for Southern people for a change. Yeah, like, I feel like we've missed white the White Southern on man. Sticking it to us, you mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, deep, deep stereotypes and just a lot of sweat. <laughs> just remember, <laughs> they're all... Everybody's glistening. They had, like, handkerchiefs and... Slick down hair. Yeah. It was, it was uncomfortable. The fucking Buckhouse's promo where he was talking about how he smelled. Uh-huh. That was real good. That's real good. And the thing is, too, he's talking about like being in a combine for days. Like, I'm like that's what my dad used to smell like. Yeah. You know? Like, <laughs> Buckhouse Buck smells like my father. <laughs> Maybe Buckhouse Buck is your father. Maybe. I mean, they're very close. Like, but- if- I'll show you a picture of my dad. And you'd be like, nah, you know, if he slicked his hair back and duster. And then, you know, Colonel Parker talking about how he's going to basically kidnap and uh, sexually assault uh, Sister Sherry there. Yeah, that whole thing. They're really teasing that. (laughs) Do we want to talk about this now? No, they have a thing later. They have a thing later. We'll get to it later. We we got a lot more to unpack later. Put a pin in that. We're coming back. Oh, let's just talk about the, the profuse sweating of Colonel Robert Parker. Who's and sweat- the air punching of Dick, Dick Slater. Because Ro- Robert Parker is sweating like Lex Luger in a shoot interview. Mm-hmm. That's basically how bad he's sweating. Mm-hmm. Bunkhouse Buck sounds like the nickname for a guy who does like sexual favors on the ranch. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the... Hey, man, the if you're doing some of that weird shit right now, you go down there. Heteroflexible uh, guys <laughs> who ride horses or whatever, they're... 
Yeah, Bunkhouse Buck's in the back. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, and, and they you keep being weird like that. You go see Bunkhouse Buck. Yeah. Uh, you don't bring that shit here. Yeah, fuck it. Why don't you go mess around with a little Bunkhouse Buck? You little light in the saddle, ain't you? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not your name. It's like you are a Bunkhouse Buck. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a different classification instead of your affair. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're a Bunkhouse Buck. It's Bunkhouse Buck. <laughs> Before you blow the guy, you're like, no gay shit. <laughs> Whoa, now you're being weird. <laughs> and uh, doing all that goddamn cuddling when this is all done. Make sure you butthole. Make, make sure you air punch while I blow you. Yeah. <laughs> Do this when you're away. about to finish. I don't like that shit in my mouth. <laughs> Pull out your pecker. Now, here's a, here's a sweat handkerchief for you. <laughs> nope. Wait, wrong handkerchief. Here's this one. Here's this one. Uh, so who's the announcer with the little red bow tie? Because I fucking hated that guy. <laughs> that Mean Gene? No, no. no. I hated oh. this guy as much as I love Mean Gene. Okay. Tony Schiavone? Yeah. I guess. Little <laughs> Lord Fauntleroy fucking <laughs> annoyed the shit out of me, dude. It was like a Tucker Carlson or something. It was, it was gross. <laughs> Calling you out, Shivani, coming at you. You probably got Shivani's number. I do. <laughs> put him on speaker. Put him on speaker right now. He would probably agree with you too. Like yeah. you're fucking right, dude. You're, you're right, slap dick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he like you nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> Fuck you. Click. Uh, but it was the other guy who was like the heel announcer, right? He was Bobby one. Heath. He hated Hulk Hogan. Yeah, 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 Bobby, yeah. yeah. he was great. Um, yeah. Speaking of great. Match number two, <laughs> Diamond Dallas Page with Kimberly God taking right. on Alex Wright, who came out to no music. Didn't um, need it. Didn't fucking need it. You got a fucking pelvic thrust like that, brother. You don't need that music. I was a handsome man. Yeah. I was like, wow, you're like, why are you wrestling? You should just be a tiger beat or something. <laughs> be a model. <laughs> yeah. I fucking, I like this match. Yeah. And I always really liked Alex Wright. Like, people are like, oh, fuck Alex Wright. He was one of my favorites. He is, he's fucking great. Also, too, like, I fucking, always would hysterically laugh because I had WCW PlayStation games, which are actually just sitting right over there. As soon as I buy a PlayStation, I'm (laughs) on. It's on. And you would have, go to this option where you're about ready to pick the guy and they would cut promos uh-huh. and Alex Wright was on there and he would do this thing. It'd be like a turn. Uh-huh. Like you would see like the, those graphics like in front of a green screen and he would turn and he goes, this is Alex Wright. Let me show you what the real Germans can do. Like that was his always- <laughs> That guy is German? Yeah. yeah. German. Oh, okay. <laughs> Explain some things. <laughs> well, it's funny that you like him so much because he's probably the most generic wrestler on the whole show. He just wears blue trunks. That's it. <laughs> That's why yeah. old man Scott likes it. Just bland as fuck. Just like pale white wearing a leather jacket. His mm-hmm. hair's not even blonde or dark. It's just kind of in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> dishwater just, blonde. Is that just, it just yeah. is. Oh, that's what I need is an old dishwater blonde. Just, that's just what I'm just looking for. Just plain face. Just couldn't sweatpants. pick him out of a lineup. Oh, it just blends <laughs> yeah. in with the entire yeah. crowd. If I can see his abs, I could pick him out of a lineup, <laughs> yeah. but otherwise... And all you guys pull your shirts like up, real, please. Real Ken doll <laughs> kind of guy. But, uh, but this match had my favorite, like, 
story stuff where they're implying that Diamond Dallas paid. They kept mentioning he has thirteen million dollars, <laughs> and they were implying that he just—it's his girlfriend's money. But he's like, "No, no, I want it gambling. Yeah, that's that's how I have a bunch of money all of a sudden. I went, I'm real lucky at the casino. It's not because of this chick. No, no way. Yeah, he's thirteen million dollars, but he's dressed like a West Virginia independent wrestler. Yeah. Like that's what I fucking love. Yeah. The, the... Uh, I love the the Diamond Dallas Page story that he just worked at the bar. He, like he owned the bar, worked at the bar that everybody liked to go to. And uh, he was like, "I want to be a wrestler." And he's like forty something, and they're like, <laughs> "Come on!" And then now he's a wrestler. Nobody stopped him because yeah. he's a straight white male. And like, what are they gonna yeah, do? Right. You're not gonna stop anybody. Uh, like then you just say, "Hey, we have too many of you." Yeah. This moment time, come check back later. It's in six like months. the wrestling version of like, "Oh, I was at the drugstore counter, and some <laughs> modeling agent came in." You know? Yeah. But it's like, yeah, I was serving shots, and they were so drunk they hired me. <laughs> yeah, I like this match, except uh, yeah. for the finish was a little weird. Yeah. But I, a good fucking match. Yeah, enjoyed it. Time Dallas is always great. Alex, Alex Wright was always great. Yeah, everybody always talks shit. Time Dallas, like, no, fuck it, man. This, this was fun. This was fun. Um, At one point, it was like, gonna be the highlight of what we see for the. He fucks up because. The Alex Wright guy has that great move. It seemed to be a signature because he did it twice, and that's why he lost. <laughs> the moon off the It's top. a very risky move. You know? <laughs> I bet he loses a lot of matches that way because it's like, you know. But the first time when it gets hit, Diamond Dallas Page then turns around and blames his girlfriend, <laughs> and it's like, that is very specific abusive <laughs> behavior. Like, that's, that is someone who knows what an abuser does. <laughs> like, boy, oh boy. We have shifted straight to gaslighting. <laughs> yeah. Like, you were standing there, bitch. Like, wow, man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, then he just jumps over and the guy steps to the yeah, side. Just the key downfall that being your finishing move. Just throwing yourself over the top rope. Gravity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me passa, me passa. It works. It works. You can kill a man with that. Sure, turns out you can kill a man. We'll talk about one day. We'll talk about it next week. Um, But we'll talk about right now is this promo with Mean Gene, Ric Flair, who is eleven-time world champion at this time. We still got some more times to go. And Arn. At this point, Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson. No, I mean, I mean Ric Flair, but yeah. Well, I think Ric Flair is probably in his 40s at this time. Probably. Early 40s. Fun, fun fact, today is his birthday. Yes. Oh, as as we're recording this. Yeah. 71. Yeah. I feel like he already had like old man skin that a man mm-hmm. in his four, mid-40s should not have had <laughs> yet. See, that's, not of that color. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing that's funny, too, is like, you know, people always talk about like, oh, AJ Styles is like in his 40s now. And people were talking about when Flair was in his 40s. He was way past his prime. But I mean, I think you got to keep in mind, too, is that. People of Flair's generation wrestled a lot more, mm-hmm. traveled a lot more, also oh, had And they were just living. like, I'd eat spam out of a can because it's the best food for you. I heard, yeah. I, my doctor said I night. should smoke more cigarettes. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, nutrition was better. So, like, a <laughs> yeah. 40-year-old man now is a little bit different. Also, too, like, a 40-year-old wrestler probably hasn't taken a amount of bumps that someone mm-hmm. like Ric Flair who wrestled as much as he did so that their bodies can hang on a little bit longer nutrition's a little bit better so you can obtain a lot more knowledge and be a lot better later in life so this is the best Ric Flair match I think I've ever seen <laughs> when I used to watch wrestling at all it was like way later than this and he was already like decrepit you know yeah. I, I would still say he's got some years of his prime left in him he's got some good here night- or like in life no okay. <laughs> oh life he's this is a weird 
Oh, he's I can't already, believe he's alive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> life catches up with him at one time. But as far yeah. as like his career goes, he's got a couple years here because he, yeah. this is right. This basically this whole thing is a setup. We're setting up like Rick versus Arn yeah. at uh, Fall Brawl. And that match is incredible. And there's a couple other flair matches that happen after this as well mm-hmm. that are incredible as well. Um, but this is he's still very close to his prime. And he's just coming off some really good years as well. And a feud with Macho Man, I think, is, is upcoming this year as well. So he's got some good stuff coming up. But uh, what are your thoughts on Arn Anderson, Matt? Like, he, he just looks like he's from the South. You can just look <laughs> at him and tell he's Southern somehow. I really liked him. Uh, I thought he was a good wrestler, too. Uh, but that was my main takeaway from that promo that I remember. I was like, you can just look at that guy and tell he's from the South. There's something... I guess some guy fucked a lot of his cousins. (laughs) Arn Anderson, you never turn your back on an Anderson. They bill me as Minneapolis, Minnesota, but there's nothing about me (laughs) that says Minneapolis, Minnesota, except for my cold, dead eyes. I guess the name Anderson sounds Scandinavian or something. (laughs) That accent sure fucking doesn't. That says Rome, Georgia, my friend. And what says WCW is TV title match between Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff taking on the Renegade. Fuck, I would love this time of my life back that I spent watching the Renegade do or attempt to do anything like wrestling. No, fuck off. Uh, the Renegade, it's perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine. It's fine. It's fine. Are you telling us or yourself? <laughs> oh, I... F- I forgot to say, one of my favorite thing about that promo was, <clears throat> is that it's two guys in a handicap match talking shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're going to both beat the shit out of you. Like, congratulations. You're yeah. probably going to lose, first of all. And if, if and I know if, how these matches tend to work. And also, like, if you win, it's not that impressive. How <laughs> dare you, like, boast about, oh, we're going to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> Us cool. two professional wrestlers. <laughs> Yeah. They're going to beat your one ass. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad you, you interrupted. You, <laughs> yeah. you went back because before we get to this title match, we get to see some commercials. Yeah. Uh, For the Judge Dredd Slim Jims, you mean? The <laughs> action figures. The action figures, the video games, Slim Jim. Work them in there. They still exist. Imagine being like the people they claim and paid for the advertisement for Judge Dredd. You're still getting <laughs> yeah. those advertising dollars on the WWE totally. Network right now. That's <laughs> that's a good fucking buy, advertising Not having seen any wrestling in a while, I, it reminded me how much of a given show is ads like <laughs> part of it just adds for the pay-per-views and ads for other matches next week and stuff it was like a good 20 minutes of the 90 minute thing was <laughs> commercials even on like a service with all the commercials yeah. added well and they're also <laughs> advertising stuff with wcw fall brawl mm-hmm. that's coming up and multitude of other things it was just a hot pockets ad in there yeah there was reason. a hot pockets yeah <laughs> the yep. classic uh, jim gaffigan hot uh, but yeah, I, uh, Mr. Wonderful Renegade. Like I, I, like the whole time I'm watching this Renegade match, I was like, "Man, Renegade's not that bad." Until, until he goes on all four corners and he can't even take a belly to back suplex yeah. properly. I'm like, "Oh, there it is." Yeah. I it was coming. Stand corrected. I was like that. Now I see the little chink in this whole armor right here. Like, oop, that's. Uh, if he can't even do that, that's yeah. that, that that's a problem. But uh, but more kudos to. Mr. Wonderful. Yeah, Paul Orndorff can go, brother. At this moment in time, 
that fucking right arm, mm-hmm. that degenerative nerve failure is really fucking bad mm-hmm. and really fucking noticeable. Like, I was like, man, he is fucking out there with a fucking right arm that's fucking dying. <laughs> dying before our eyes. And he is wrestling the fucking renegade to a passable mm-hmm. fucking match. Which just makes me fucking love Paul Orndorff that much more and makes me upset that he screamed at my fucking <laughs> face one day <laughs> at a fucking wrestle reunion because I didn't know where his fucking table was set up. <laughs> the motherfucker Boy. screamed in my fucking face with at a Miami Beach hotel with the beach in the background. <laughs> There's beautiful, beautiful sunset. I was getting screamed at by Mr. Wonderful with the most beautiful backdrop in the fucking background. But... I just, I wish I didn't get screamed at by him. So that he is. But he's great on Shark Tank, you know. <laughs> he's great on Shark Tank. <laughs> All I wrote in my notes for that match was uh, I zoned out on these two white dudes. <laughs> I, I kind of zoned out on that match. I didn't notice one guy's arm was dying. Yep. <laughs> I didn't notice any of that stuff. That's the, I couldn't get my, couldn't get my eyes Could get around it. Couldn't get around uh, it. When it hits that. I wish I had known about it because it would have made the match much more entertaining to watch. <laughs> like, look at this motherfucker not using his arm. I That's amazing. Dead arm over there. Yeah. No, he was using it. He, he clotheslined with his, let's think, like his left arm clearly has definition, has a bicep, has a tricep. That right arm is just fucking deteriorating. And he was throwing clotheslines with that right arm. Wow. Like he's giving <laughs> his right arm with his, ba- like his fucking dying arm, you know? <laughs> can't feel anything anymore so I'm just gonna flail it at you and yeah. knock your fucking head off so Renegade's little springboard little slingshot over the top rope crossbody for the win though that was neat yeah I'm surprised he made that he can do some shit well, calm down he can he calm down on the incredible compliment he can do some shit <laughs> like I wouldn't go that far I don't know that he can do things he did a shit he did a shit he got pyro he sure did get pyro he got pyro pyro and face paint yeah was this the time they couldn't get the ultimate warrior well I mean that was the whole th- that was the that, whole point that was the whole point of yeah. his existence yeah and he just never got to like he really was out. the dollar store version of the ultimate warrior yeah yeah pretty yeah. much that was pretty much what they, they, they were doing here this went far better than his bash at the beach match which we've yeah. covered on this podcast before so yes so he obviously had the capacity to learn and improve mm-hmm. so I don't know whatever sad state of affairs yeah <laughs> um, Everybody gives him shit. Is he still with us? Nope. Nope. Didn't think so. Committed suicide. Yeah, I'm mistaken. So, and just never got over this period of his life. So, and we're making fun of it. Much like <laughs> everybody else does. Right, that's fine. Well, that's what know. I was trying. I was trying to be the voice with love. of compassion. No yeah. you know, like, <laughs> I'm not going to call his wife and tell her about it. <laughs> well, we don't yeah. know. We'll see how she feels about it. Um, <laughs> she ain't listening. But speaking of people <laughs> that are no longer with us. Okay. Vader. Ugh. Backstage Big promo Vader. with Mean Gene. Um, is he really 452 pounds, you think? That sounds like a lot. <laughs> that sounds like a he lot. He's a big boy, though. If it came from Vader, it's probably a lie. <laughs> and this is our second show in a row talking about Vader. Yeah. So, uh, so I wrote down one thing he said. He said, if that gator mouth can back up that canary... Uh, ha- wait, I think I... That canary about it. That canary hind end you've got... <laughs> What a weird... I found his screaming about how he doesn't feel fear or pain to be very unconvincing. Like, the lady doth protest too much. He's like, voice... I don't feel anything! Okay? I'm not scared! It's like... 
<laughs> okay, buddy. If you say so, you're wearing a mask so we can't see <laughs> your face. But... Which, if we know about Vader, he, he does cry a lot and <laughs> talk about how he's a big piece of shit. Oh, big piece of shit. How, how would he say it, Zane? I have a big piece of shit. Yeah. Is there any, any, I'm any... Vader. I'm a big piece of shit. Wait, was that his character at some point, or is that just him as a person? That was him as a person, like, <laughs> had a moment, like, breakdown during, oh, during an interview. And then Vince McMahon's like, get this on fucking camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Vader is a big piece of shit. But then, oh, but, no. but this moment in time, he's he's hot, Vader. Yeah. How was how, how there any lines in here, Zane, that stick out to you? Did you uh, like to recreate as Vader? No, I don't. I don't you, want, want to hear it from you. You don't want to hear it. You, no, you, I, 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 I believe. I believe in the future episode we discuss about uh, that we have a Vader. Jake Manning, I'm back. I'm for you. Coming for you, Jake Manning. Look, I know what you want. You want? Oh, you want to talk about Vader? But Vader's the best in the world. <laughs> oh, no fear, not as a Vader. I'm sorry to hear that, Leon. But Man Scout ain't here right now. The only one that's here. Is the enforcer Arn Anderson? Arn oh, Anderson, you sit on the side of the table. You don't want none of the big van, Vader time van daddy, big van Vader. Now, Leon, I hear you've been telling people that you used to play in the NFL, but nobody can find any records <laughs> in the NFL. I was wondering if that was real or not. Now, I gotta say, tell you something. I don't respect anybody that puts on a helmet and pads and gets a paycheck. <laughs> the way that I, Arn Anderson, have been making a living for the last 20 years of my life as I have gone out and spilled my blood, sweat, and tears for this business of professional wrestling. So you coming at me with all this attitude about how you played on the Los Angeles Rams? I'm none too impressed. <laughs> I'm also See, from Minneapolis, Minnesota. <laughs> this particular show, though, I feel like neither one of those men whispered a single word they said. <laughs> See, like, our, our, your our impressions are <laughs> quiet versions. <laughs> they're this, normal they're both really good microphones. Screaming These are really at the good top microphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> I've, I've got to work on my Arn, fix it post. My, my, my Arn Anderson <laughs> promo, where he's like, "The, the thing of time has come." Like it's, yeah. it's, it's you lose more, it when you get louder. You lose it when, it, yeah, when yeah. you keep it low. It sounds like he does on his podcast, which yeah. I have an hour. I have like an hour's. I just listened to an hour's worth of his audio at that level, so I can copy that. I can jump uh, right sure. into it. Where it's a little tougher. <laughs> yeah. Where this guy, he can jump into Vader whenever he wants. So. <laughs> Because he lives inside me. <laughs> Wouldn't that be? That would be our fucking movie. Yeah. Like for sure, us as a friendship. Yeah. Like, this one guy was a complete dickhole of a professional wrestling. This guy hates him. Oh, but oh, it's okay. His spirit will embody his best friend. Yeah. <laughs> one crazy night. Big is, Van Is Vader. Vader a good wrestler? No. I see. I can't even take that away from him. I he's agile for such a large yeah. man. I'll give him that. As a wrestler, and also too, I, let me let me also say this too. Even though I dislike Vader <laughs> on multiple levels, I still do not wish upon him to be dead at this moment because <laughs> well, yeah. I wanted him to hear the content <laughs> yeah. I've been putting out about him. Yeah, right. But I was hoping we'd have a good Twitter beef. I cannot. I wanted to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> By my hands. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I got lightheaded. He said that. I, Vader's leaving my body. And Vader's leaving your body. He's like, oh shit, he's going to kill, kill Zane. Ah. This is where the second act starts. I gotta go. <laughs> um, but as a wrestler, I, I feel like Vader 
served his purpose, did a very good, much like in the same sense that uh, Big Show, mm-hmm. uh, much like Lex Luger. These guys that are not of the caliber Big of Ric Flair. charisma, though. <laughs> I, I would argue with it. Like, I can't take anything away from Vader in his place in professional wrestling. I can only mere speak to him as being a garbage human being. <laughs> Big piece of shit. Big piece of shit. Like I just I, I I can't get past that fact. And I know oh, you're you supposed guys, to. Re- you haven't done them on Ten Bell, right? Yes, we have. We did oh, two you already episodes. did. I put Ooh, a fucking case in. I the might end. have to listen. To That's that. why it was so. <laughs> it was That's why so you're so alive. mad about it. You did the research. <laughs> yes, well, and that's and see that's the thing too. When he died, like, oh Leon, such a good. I'm like, no, he was a fucking piece of shit. I'm not di- taking away his accomplishments, his place in professional wrestling. It exists. But, but and like oh you shouldn't talk bad about people when they're dead because they don't have uh, opportunity. That's the craziest rule yeah. I've ever. Don't speak ill of the dead. Like, like fuck them. What are they gonna do? <laughs> yeah. Exactly because Why he not? had his whole life to defend himself. He <laughs> yeah. had his whole life. Like you could there could have been it could have been one isolated incident and like wow well, the rest of his life he did this. But no every fucking turn, fucking piece of shit. I can't I can't dig up one thing. And even people that were like said good about him like you know what. Leon had his faults. He's an acquired taste, but in small doses, you know. He was hard to get along with, but he was always good to me. But he was shitty to everybody in the low low person on the totem pole. So I'll just forget when he beat up somebody that was less than them. But because I'm Nature Boy Ric Flair and he was good to me, he's a good guy. No, he's good to you because you were the fucking top top guy. But he treated the lower guy like shit. And you as a top guy should stick up for that fucking Mm -hmm. lower guy or else you've got no fucking balls. <laughs> Case well, closed. <laughs> that's been our segment, Vader time with Jake. <laughs> but no, I can't. T- I take podcast to the podcast. Can't take away his place in professional wrestling. He he was definitely existed, and I don't wish that he was dead. He definitely, he definitely existed. existed. We can all agree. Yeah. He definitely he had a place, and definitely what existed. <laughs> was uh, this vignette for Colonel Robert Parker in Harlem Heat where we see Colonel Robert Parker commit sexual assault on Sensational Sherry. Mm. Oh, well, but we forgot the um, the Harley sweepstakes. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. when they introduced that little thread. And that, <laughs> someone died because of that, right? Like, if you win a motorcycle from just calling a phone number <laughs> or a wrestling promo, like... You have no business riding a motorcycle. <laughs> well, and your children are like, Daddy, no. <laughs> How hard can it be? <laughs> Funny that you say that. Oh, shit. <laughs> the, the, they did the giveaway for this uh, at Halloween Havoc, which mm-hmm. is a show we covered very early in the archives. Okay. I knew I remembered this whole du- like Dungeon of Doom thing, and I was like, did we actually do this episode and we forgot? No. Or- the, the, the Halloween Havoc 1995, they gave away this thing, and it was also like – they aired the segment and Hulk Hogan was there when they gave away the Harley and it was just before he was like in the middle of this whole thing where he basically pushed the giant off the fucking Kobo arena. Mm. It was just before that and he was he was trying to do like a darker Hulk Hogan so he's giving away this Harley. When you expect like oh Hulk Hogan's gonna be here to give away a Harley you're imagining red and yellow. This motherfucker's in all black. Like trying to have more of a fucking edge and then he's gonna go up and put a red and yellow uh, jumpsuit and get in a red and yellow monster truck and then come back down and have black on. So he's going, he's giving away this Harley he in all black. He's to his, uh, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's going back and forth from red and yellow to black and it's just all over the place. It's I hilarious that, that he thought at any point that he could be like the brooding, like the <laughs> smoldering. Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. This time. But then when he would turn NWO, like he was just this fucking chicken shit fucking heel and he was a pretty good fucking heel but it wasn't brooding for sure he yeah was, right he was he was gloating like he, yeah i could see him just 
turning it the other way. Like, like Hollywood Hogan? Showy thing. Yeah, great right, Hollywood. fucking heel. Yeah, great yeah. fucking heel. Great heel. Scary Hulk Hogan. I'm just <laughs> like, no, no thanks. Just as scary as Colonel Robert Parker around women, apparently. <laughs> oh, man. Um, man, that shit smell is this rag. weird. Yep. Uh, match number four, Harlem Heat and Sister Sherry. The one we've really been waiting for. The one yeah. we, f- five men and a lady. The What's going to happen? Uh, the lady's going to be involved. Yeah. What's going to happen? Is she going to have yeah. her period in the middle yeah. of this match? Yeah. So it was like a five-man match, if you will. You mm. know, like every time they mentioned it, they had to make a different little twist on it. Yeah, we, we've got to shit on this. her as a woman <laughs> even and though, her place in wrestling. Even though she's tougher than most of the men Probably in Probably one room. of the best wrestlers in this match. For sure. Uh, <laughs> Um, I did like how it was clear, like she could kick the shit out of the colonel if she wanted to. Like yeah. he was, he was. They did play that note of like yeah. he didn't really want to get in the ring with her. And like, yeah, even you know. even though like Colonel Parker used to be a wrestler. I mean, Sherry, fucking amazing fucking wrestler, mm. former former champion. Like she's just the fucking best. Like she's incredible and just. I fucking love how much the people get behind this fucking tag for Sherry yeah. to go whoop his fucking ass. Yeah. Like that's uh, yeah. that I was like this this made me think like oh man there's a there's like you like couldn't you see this like the idea of intergender wrestling working in, in the mm. sense of like oh this woman's going to kick this fucking man's ass for being a fucking asshole like yeah. why did they fucking pull the trigger more on this and it's just like yeah Man, they were just—they were just so. I was surprised fucking... to see it, honestly. Yeah. Like, because I feel like that's such a taboo thing still to be like. But although it wasn't taboo in that fucking movie we watched, holy shit, did a lot of women get hit in the face? Yeah. In no holds But Sherry would have fucking made a fucking <laughs> comeback. But I fucking love how at the start of the match, fucking Sherry's just trying to get at Robert Parker, and Harlem Heat turns—they're trying to hold her back, and then yeah. they turn her back on her for a second, and she takes off again. Like <laughs> she's just like she's incredible. Like she's like the little bit that she's around, she is incredible. Um, she was screaming at the top of her lungs every time like there was any kind of close-up of her, you know? Mm-hmm. Just fucking screaming at him. I thought it was so weird, though, the way the one announcer guy was like, I think they're in love all the time. I thought <laughs> it was weird. Like, what is the bit there? I don't fully understand she what the She wants bit. it. She yeah. wants that it. That's really why she's it, acting like, that way around him. Because it's five men and a lady. You know it's, what's going to happen when she's getting around five men. Yeah. It's her hormones you know are going to kick in. hanging out with these Harlem fellas. <laughs> Which, by the way, did the announcer say, are they supposed to be related Cause they are. Yeah. Oh, Booker T and that other guy Steve never Ray. seen are related. <laughs> okay. T. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was because they said they're from Harlem and they said specifically 110th Street. And I was like, they're both from the same street. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. They're okay, brothers. They're brothers. Yeah, they're I didn't legit know brothers. That. And also too. I'm familiar with Booker T, but not the other guy so much. Stevie Ray. So he didn't really. Sucker, leave suckers here. gots to know. Suckers <laughs> gots to know. Was he not wrestling in like the? Mid two thousands WWE. No, no, he was done when WCW was done, and he was kind of he was killing it at that point. Oh, I yeah. remember him like oh, yeah. being awesome. Fucking Booker T is amazing. Yeah. Fucking incredible. Um, speaking of things that are not incredible, uh, <laughs> I should point out that Dick Slater hmm? does the old school black guys have a hard head spot. Yeah, where he headbutts. Uh, is that a, a is that a thing? thing? Yeah, yep. like you headbutt a black guy and they just don't react. Is yeah, that the it bit? Hurts like, it hurts you more. Because what they got thicker skulls or some <laughs> yeah. phrenology bullshit like yeah oh my god that's horrible same with the uh, Samoans yep <laughs> and then same the big thing is like what happens when a Samoan headbutts junkyard dog <laughs> the world when of blood right when the irresistible force meets the immovable <laughs> object or yeah. whatever yep 
<laughs> a whole match of just headbutting over and over again until CTE, one guy falls. that's what happens. Yeah. Yep. That is... Someone pisses well, blood I've never heard of that before. Yeah. Well, the, you did on this podcast. Welcome. The black guy's head is hard. <laughs> wow, man. Yep. And, rough. and of course, you know, not only are black guys' heads hard, uh, if a woman is around a man long enough... She's gonna have to kiss him. She's gonna have to kiss him for the finish. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that was weird, but it was like her saying "fuck you." Still, like, yeah. there's a way to read it that's not horrible, but there's also a way for a lot of nine-year-old boys to read it that is deeply problematic. <laughs> Especially since I think they ended up having a relationship. Like, she actually did fall in love with them, and yeah, they had like that a is wedding. Fucking horrible. As opposed to, oh, I'm a woman. I'm going to use my sexuality to throw you off guard. Yeah. And get this That's victory sort of over like top in the of match, you yeah. Know, like, because then she starts to beat his ass. But in then the, that completely the right. <laughs> it under, that completely it undercuts, undercuts his... it if they get married. Yeah, <laughs> That's like, horrible. Yeah, it is fucking horrible because it like it had an opportunity to be very fucking positive and could have worked. Yeah. and people were behind it working in a positive way, and sure. we just did the fucking bullshit <laughs> thing. Uh, come here, black guy. Let me fucking yeah. headbutt you so I can fall <laughs> bring down. your big thick skull over <laughs> bring here. Bring your big thick skull oh, over God. here. I got. Uh, yep. Oh, I like that the one guy was from Buck Snort, Tennessee. <laughs> That's just funny to me. Buck House Buck, I guess, was yeah. from there. Buck Snort, Tennessee. Also, too, during this match, there's a commercial break where we plug the yeah. Harley thing again, and then they also say, hey, we're going to announce who the winner is on this new program we have, WCW Nitro. Maybe you've heard of it. Right. Maybe you've heard of it. It's going to be the thing were, that changes the industry they like, forever. Like They were like, oh, there's a big time guy from sports journalism. Yeah. You want to take a guess who it is? Someone I've never heard of. Oh, he probably is. You probably yeah. have heard of this guy. You want to take oh, a guess of who it could I've be? I've heard of the people. They said they were like, is it Dick Vitale? I know who that is. Uh, <laughs> who do you think it was? Let's have you Monday night do your best Bobby the Brain Heaton and throw as many guesses as you possibly can. I don't. I don't even know that many. Like <laughs> he I, said them all. I, yeah, you know I, think, who I would say. I think I know, that's all the sports announcers I know. So it's probably it was Steve Mongo McMichaels. Yeah, not a clue. Never doesn't even ring a bell. Eighty-five Bears. There you go. Is he still in sports? I like how you were. You were like hey, you gave the sh- shake, and then sure. I said eighty-five Bears, and I'm like, oh yeah, okay. But uh, is he still in announcing? I think he might be involved yeah. in radio. He right does now. something for sure because, like, yeah. he, he was on TV not too long ago. For mm-hmm. he's on the NFL Network quite yeah. a bit. They they get his the they get his weird eye on there as much as possible. That's for and sure. then he had a, he had to run as a wrestler there for a minute too, mm-hmm. which I liked him as a wrestler. Yeah. People, yeah. him and Kevin Green. I fucking take a lot of heat for that, but you know, yeah. if, if you just had Mongo come in, punch kick, being some six man tags, mm-hmm. being an enforcer, it's when you have to. Neat, when you make him take a tilt or hud scissors, that's where your issue is. Okay, right. just let him punch and kick and do a couple shoulder tackles. That's all you need him to do. That's all you need him to do. Um, but what we need to do, I wrote down something one of the announcers said. He said, Uh, you ever pull a coat down over someone's arms and whack them? I just <laughs> thought that was funny. <laughs> okay, I'm glad we got that. In. <laughs> oh, and then at the end of the match, he was like. She's in love with him, and she, like, fake passes out. And he says something about, like, is she out cold or is she in love? You never <laughs> tell with a woman. It's like, wow, dude. Yikes. Yeah, this, this match has everything you need yeah. to be behind the times. You never tell with these women, you know. Lying all the time. <laughs> Trifling. 
Well, speaking of trifling, yeah. we have Hulk Hogan with Mean Gene, and Hulk is talking about all the Irish people, mm-hmm. the O'Reilly's, the O'Brien's, <laughs> and McMahon's. <laughs> and then he brags about a having a little liquor. boy measure his bicep yeah. in public. <laughs> and, then show, and then shows his bikini briefs. Yeah. Like, what's going on here, Hulk? 24 and 3 And then he was talking inches. about, he said something about, and this got me more excited for the Dungeon of Doom. He was like, are they making ghouls down there? And said something about, like, there's going to be undead. I was like, fuck yes, dude. Yeah, there is. There's going to be ghouls in there? That's awesome. None of this You're pays off. their CGI budget on this motherfucker. <laughs> Like, I love that. If within the fiction of the show, <laughs> they're resurrecting the dead or something, or like creating little this, homunculi, like that's awesome. That moves over to sci-fi for a while. Yeah, I love that kind of shit. Well, I mean, he's got a dungeon of doom. <laughs> sci-fi enough. Next segment, I fucking love because it's the most wholesome goddamn thing you'll ever Tomas. fucking. Tomas. Oh, you mean <laughs> his name changes? Yeah. Because in the same sentence, and I love how Mean Gene is asking like a non question and then expects him to answer it as yeah. if he asked the question. Yeah. Like, and he then did the that kid just looks at him like, like You what? already answered your fucking question, <laughs> Mean Gene. You're, this is you're my known, favorite part of the You're whole known show. as the greatest <laughs> interview of all time, and you're not even interviewing me. You don't, what you the don't fuck? know how to talk to a fucking nine year old boy in a wheelchair. Are you fucked up here? Well, you didn't plan any of this in advance. <laughs> yeah. Like, you didn't call your spots with the kid. The kid's not a professional, you know? Maybe you should have done a little dress rehearsal but or something. it doesn't fucking matter, because Macho Man coming out. <laughs> Saves the fucking day. Oh, Macho Man with a fucking kid in a wheelchair. Yeah. That is the fucking most wholesome thing you ever fucking... If you have a bad fucking day, just watch this segment yeah. right when Macho Man comes in, because that is the fucking... Most beautiful thing you'll yeah, ever fucking see. One of the best things I've ever seen, because this kid... His name is Tomas. I don't know that English is even his first language. <laughs> and so Macho Man just tells him what to say. He goes, yeah. just say, ooh, yeah. And because he talks like, he's telling him to say, oh, yeah, but the kid repeats what he said, <laughs> yeah. which is, ooh, yeah. Like, doesn't, <laughs> he's just doing it phonetically. <laughs> like how ABBA sang their songs. He's like, ooh, yeah. Like, not even saying the words. Yeah. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's my favorite part. Of the whole oh. And then we go to a Macho Man. Tomas and they're right, Thomas. <laughs> hey, Tom Thomas. Like, uh, then we go to a Macho Man video, which is weird that you kick it from Macho Man to Macho Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Leave a little buffer in there before Hulk Hogan enters mm. the Dungeon of Doom. What we've all been. Which I thought this playing. was good because I've seen a segment like this before and I'm thinking of one that aired on WCW Saturday Night where he walked in and it was all this creepy place and this was not the segment I thought was on the show uh-huh. but like I saw the screen cap like oh this is going to be this but it's it turned out to be that but it makes a difference. We still get to see Hulk Hogan in the Dungeon of Doom. Were you disappointed Matt? Very much. So, because first of all, <laughs> nothing happened. Disappointment. So there's this guy. I liked his cool, like, corpse makeup. I thought that was cool. The, like, fat, bald guy. You know, like, a <laughs> King Curtis as the master. But, you know, there, there were a lot of, like, establishing shots of the whole arena. And it's packed out. And so I'm like, where are they filming this? Because it seems like they had about the size of this room <laughs> to work with. And there were, like, ten guys in there at one point. But it's this tiny little set. And nothing. What was he even talking about? Is that guy is an immortal? The guy said he was an immortal. First of all, is that one dude really Andre the Giant's son? No, no. 
but and he was always in preface to the yeah. He eventually WCW. Okay. You didn't know that? No, I didn't recognize him. Yeah. That, that, he, he wow, had, he, he was had, so young, he was like yeah. yep. thinner, you know. Looking He's, like a fucking ginormous Trevor Lee almost. Yes, yes. God, that's what that's what Trevor Lee's gimmick should be. Yeah. I'm the son of, of the, the giant from WCW. I'm the, son of the son of Andre the Giant. Right, cool. Yes, the grandson of Andre the Giant. <laughs> but then part of his gimmick was claiming to be immortal. Hulk Hogan always said he's the immortal Hulk Hogan. So this guy's like playing off that. So yes. Like I'm immortal. Fuck you. If you're immortal, I'm immortal. Right. You're like I'm not dead. You're dead. You know. Like one of those <laughs> but it's like it was unclear what is happening really or like where they are why all these people are there you know what i mean they were just in an arena wrestling or like doing promos and now they're in a cave like why how did we get here yeah and then, how did sting show up i just saw him wrestling so, so like they walk in like hogan has to walk through the door yeah and then everyone else comes just from comes from behind the, the camera like, like, yeah. but they like and, and like you would you would assume that the people in the the dungeon of doom would already be in the dungeon Right. But then, like, Macho and Sting just run from off camera. <laughs> yeah. Not even through the door. Just, oh, well, we were kind of hanging out of there, too. Yeah. There's I a Starbucks so next door. Into, I thought there was going to, they're really going to set up some, I mean, I guess they're setting up for future shows mm-hmm. and pay-per-views and whatever, but, man, I was a real disappointment. There's nothing, <laughs> I didn't learn anything from that, you know what I mean? Well, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, they had this at, like, a soundstage, and they recorded yeah. this earlier at a different time. And I think they had to keep they had, they had to keep the continuity of everything, and that's why earlier in the in the promo, Hulk's like, "I'm not going to tear this shirt because yeah. he knows he's already <laughs> he's wearing that shirt. He's wearing that shirt. Thing. Oh man! So so they could have like used multiple camera angles to make it look good and stuff, but they just shot it as though they were doing it in like the hallway. Well, they <laughs> like, had they had multiple <laughs> camera angles, and there was a cut like when he like put his hand on his shoulder and turned oh, him true. around so there was that cut but yeah this was all filmed pre and this well, mixed in later well you see would have been better but Kurosawa had to get ready for his match <laughs> right and he, he couldn't be over there to direct he was trying to do the storyboards yeah. he was already <laughs> bogged down with continuity <laughs> he was just like ah, just ah, I can't I can't I can't I've already got to deal with Hawk I can't deal with this too and then Vader saves him which then makes you think, oh, so Vader, like, he's going to interfere in the, Come back and help the, the handicap, handicap match. Because yeah. that would be good storytelling. <laughs> it doesn't happen. Yeah. It's obvious. So maybe it's yeah. bad storytelling. But still, like, nothing. Not you that obvious every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing. This doesn't come back to no play at all? Set up, nothing gets set up or paid off in any of this. <laughs> and the thing is, it, it all kind of gets to Fall Brawl. Because originally, Fall Brawl's next next pay-per-view. And it gets to the Dungeon of Doom versus Hulk Hogan, Sting, and Macho Man. And they need a fourth man, and they bring in Vader. Now, wow. Vader's time with WCW ends <laughs> because of incident with Paul Orndorff. But I'll tell you what. I remember I, I can't fucking shake this out of my fucking head for as long as I fucking live. The promos that were cut when Vader was announced that he was the fourth man on that team like Vader popping out of a fucking tank and just like, I'm, I'm your fourth man. And they all wearing like camouflage, like face paint. And we're going to war, brother. We're going to war. We're going to war. And then Vader fucking left. And then they just had Lex Luger show up and like, Oh, we'll just put Luger on this. Problem. Yeah. And then like he's going to be part of it. And that's basically where we get to ultimately what mm-hmm. ends up fucking happening. Who is in the dungeon of doom? Well, there's the, like, who's Dark? that main guy? First of all, 
Uh, Kevin Sullivan is the guy in the, the red. Guy. No, the, the, ma- guy. the master. Right. King Curtis, okay. who I've mentioned many times, is known for cutting these amazing promos. Like one time the tape broke for the Polynesian Championship Wrestling promotion, and they didn't have a show, so they just put a camera on King Curtis, and he just fucking talked the entire show. And what? people are like, that's incredible. <laughs> oh, like, wow. yeah, he just cut this that's hour-long wild. promo. Like, he was that <laughs> incredible. Insane. So He seemed cool. Yeah. But then who are the other... Because you expect them to be, like, spooky guys, you know? The shark, but, who is actually used to be Earthquake. Um, is in the same gear, just has shark teeth painted on his face. <laughs> and then Zodiac. Zodiac, who is Bruce actually Bruce Barber Beefcake. Bruce, Bruce Barber Beefcake. Umaga. Not Umaga. Uh, Kamala. Kamala, who Hulk Hogan just Kamala. vanquished. Uh, Kamala. Yeah. <laughs> who, Kamala Harris. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who he just vanquished earlier and exposed that she was taking uh, all kinds of mo- money from undisclosed <laughs> <Yeah>. donors. Um, <laughs> he did that. WCW main event. So, uh, yeah. And that's basically <laughs> and the dungeon too. And then the giant. Yes. The giant. Um, that's a trip. That's a big show. I didn't realize it. Yeah. That's yep. crazy. And then we come back and we throw it to Tony and Brain. And they're like, sell this shit. What <laughs> just happened? And they, they're like, how? And they fucking do it. Um, also during the segment where you see Tony and Brain selling this in the back. I see somebody holding up a sign mm-hmm. that says 911. It says 911, or does it say 911? Uh-oh. Maybe. Oh, no. Just the pieces saying, all fit together, man. All the pieces fit together. <laughs> the WCW. It goes all the way to the top. Which inconspicuously closed up in 2001. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody involved with WCW <laughs> had some free time on their hands. Caused 911. You know, like Ted Turner? Yeah, maybe. Maybe maybe he's behind it. Much like you know, there was like save this for your conspiracy podcast, all right? Okay, you... m- much like the conspiracy about the, the professor from Gilligan's Island being the Zodiac killer, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and all the all, all the murders happened during off uh, seasons of Gilligan's <laughs> Island. Island. <laughs> yeah, because he wasn't working at Gilligan's Islands; he was murdering people. That's like, great. That's a, that's I've a good one. That one. That's that's, an, awesome. that's a funny internet one. It's, it's, it gets a good laugh. Get yeah, it's funny. I mean, it's really Ted Cruz's dad. We all know that. Okay. Yeah, we all know that. Um, We're just Ted Cruz. <laughs> yeah. But let's uh, get to match number five, main uh, event. Yeah. If we don't got anything else to say, it is Arn Anderson and Ric Flair taking on Vader. And I love how, as the the guys are coming to the ring, Bobby the Brain Heenan's like, oh, this is just like Nitro. Little does he know, this Clash of the Champions is going to be very much like um, a Nitro every week. Yeah. So that's very clairvoyant. Of Bobby the Brain Heaney. He's always one step ahead. Yep. He's just like, oh, is Hogan the third man? You know, he's always sure was. <laughs> always a step ahead. Always a step ahead. And, of course, we get to have Michael Buffer in there with... Ooh, this uh, little earring. Yeah! yeah. yeah. Nice, little, nice little hoop earring. That nice was great. little hoop earring. Very 1995. Yeah. He was crushing puss at the time, man. He had that <laughs> And he had one fucking job, and he fucked it up. Yeah, like, he right. fucked up Vader's weight. He goes, excuse me. Like, yeah, he said like 200-something first. Yeah. Vader came out in that weird, like, it's like if Darth Vader was an elephant kind of mask. But then yeah. I loved it because he took it off halfway down the ramp. So, like, that motherfucker can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> he just stops halfway down and t- takes it off and puts it on the ground. I'm like, yeah. it used to, like, when he would take it and put it down, it would erupt smoke. Yeah, and he would look at it like, oh, look at this. Look at this explode. Look at it right here. Oh, this is real fucking cool, isn't it? I'm Big Van Vader. Oh, this is real fucking cool. That would have been cool. 
So. Instead, he just put it on the ground. I was like, what? why even bother wearing it? Yeah, I kind of feel that way about a singlet, which he just put on backwards. <laughs> fucking typical fucking Vader wearing a singlet backwards. Um, match is not a bad handicap no. match. I believe every second of it. Yeah. Goddamn believed every second of that fucking spine buster from Arn Anderson. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. That was the first move in this whole show that I was like, wow, that was <laughs> fucking cool. He spun that big boy around. <laughs> that was dope. Fucking. And yeah, like Ric Flair took huge bumps. Yeah. I was really impressed. Throwing him way the fuck up in the air. Oh, yeah. Like, he got up real far off of that fucking victory slam off the top. and just... like, I'm used to seeing old Ric Flair. Yeah. I haven't seen him take hits like that before. I love that when he gave him that toss, though, like Vader hooks like cooks him on the dick and then like yeah. just kind of touches his upper body and flares like yelling and screaming, but also grabbing Vader's hand to put it in the right place. Cause he's about to just fucking toss him straight down on his head. Ah, no up here. Okay. Old fucking Leon. Yeah. Not taking care of him. Um, I wrote down Arn Anderson looks like giant Frank Sabatka. <laughs> I don't know if you guys watch the wire, but he looks like thick daddy Frank Sabatka. <laughs> Uh, now I gotta go back and watch. <laughs> uh, and then who did the ref remind you of? Super cut in Arn Anderson scenes of the wire. I thought like cousin Larry from, <laughs> from uh, Perfect Strangers or something. Balky. Yeah, who ref. was the ref? Nick Patrick. Was, was he had like a curly mullet kind of. Yeah, thing. Nick Patrick. If it's Nick Patrick, I think he's more Kenny Powers from Eastbound. And oh Batman, yeah, you know? I can see that for sure. A little uh, skinny guy. Mm-hmm. Um, of when course, Arn Anderson goes like this. Is that a signal to do something, or is that just nah, like a thing? just a little twitch? You know, just kind of make it look more real. You know, kind of like you know, roll. Well, yeah, your I can see how it's or... just like a masculine thing. But yeah. I was wondering, like, is that also like grab me by this arm, fucker, spin me around? You know, <laughs> 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 well, just kind of like oh, no, so get, getting ready. Here like, we go. Yeah, get, nah. get going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but it did make a difference because when Arn Anderson DDT Vader just kind of no sold it so he can fix his mask mm-hmm. right on the fucking camera. Um, Vader almost fucks up at one point. Like he almost falls off the top rope. He's climbing up there and there's a moment where he's like, Whoa. Oh, shit. <laughs> like that would have been bad. Um, ass. <laughs> yeah, he just <laughs> fell on his ass. But yeah, this is a handicap match and we all kind of believe and we don't yeah. know how it's going to end and yeah. it's had all... Had a good ending. Had yeah, a decent ending and it's all to set up Flair versus Arn mm-hmm. at Fall Brawl, which we know is a fucking classic. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, Hulk just can't let us get out of here. He's got to <laughs> close the show yeah. and talk about his chain. The last time this was ripped off of me. <laughs> this is war, brother. This is war. And then Vader had to run back out there and add like even more incoherentness to this promo. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to talk about Vader, talk to me to my face. Well, Leon, if I <laughs> want to talk to your face, I'll give you Spawnbuster. Spawnbuster is a show, that man. Of the enforcer of the four horsemen. I like how, if you're gonna, it reminds me of like, the bullshit rules in hockey. Like, how if you're gonna get pinned in a tag match, like, your partner just kicks the guy yeah. or whatever. Breaks him up. But there's no penalty for that. It's no. like the referee just goes like, quit doing that. <laughs> I'm going to hey. ignore what's going on behind me for a while. And you can just do that a million times. And break it no, up. Uh, well, in some promotions and some rules, it would be like you get two of those or one of those. See, you that get makes one sense. Breakup. I like the verisimilitude. And then you build rules around that. Mm. But, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. It's whatever. So, uh, much like the show. Very whatever. Yeah, it's very whatever. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. There was it. no fun, yeah. like, 
Nobody knocked out the ref or, like, <laughs> threw sand in anyone's eyes. Like, <laughs> pocket sand not, or chairs. Yeah, there was no, like, good twists or anything. It was just, like, competent matches. Yeah. It's an episode of cool. Nitro. Yeah, it's basically what it becomes is just TVs. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just very, like, it's 90 minutes of wrestling. Get us to here. the pay-per-view. Get us to the pay-per-view. It is what it is. Like, this is the last last call for clashes being special. Mm-hmm. You know, we're and not then gonna... it's the end. Ric Flair's all mad. At Arn Anderson for losing because he got clotheslined a half a second before mm-hmm. him or whatever. Again, this is a classic abusive behavior, <laughs> just modeled on television for all these poor children. These impressionable <laughs> young males to, to watch and listen. Yeah. Ric Flair, he'd he not attack me. He's not abusive. I fell down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> he only did it because he loves me. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, this, this is what it is. It was it was nice that it was ninety minutes. We might do a couple more of these yeah, clashes. Yeah, need to. This is really kind of fun, kind of, and also kind of goes along with a lot of other shows that we've discussed that yeah. are available in our archives. Like go back and check out that Halloween Havoc one. Paige Van Tassel's on that one. Mm-hmm. She was fantastic. Um, she's probably the reason why this podcast kept going. Yeah, like hey, this show, this show could be pretty fucking awesome yeah. if we get get something like that. Much like this show has been awesome with Matt Barentine. Also, too, don't patronize me. I will patronize <laughs> you. Um, also, too, there was another show about this time. Oh, the Bash at the Beach episode yeah. was a lot of fun. I think Brian Penn Wh- was on, which would have would have turned it into a Baywatch episode. Also, that we would have yeah, done exactly. So we've we've gotten some good. Good discussion out of 1995 WCW, and and we need to get on some of the 2000s before Conrad Thompson covers it to death this mm-hmm. year. So, um, yeah, a lot of a lot of fun that we did this. Uh, it's a nice little breezy thing. Um, what are your thoughts overall, Matt, on the whole show? Yeah, so I was whatever. pretty bored. <laughs> I found I just like the story stuff. You know, there wasn't enough of it. Yeah, this is like this is like part B and C of it. You didn't get to see the A part. Right. You you didn't get to see the finale of it. You're kind of, yeah. this is like the M and the L, you know, of <laughs> right. the story. You haven't got the Z or XY or any, the totally. end of it to hook you. It's straight in the middle because yeah. we're getting to the pay-per-view and all that stuff. Right. So, and Nitro's on its way. The only and, th- other thing I wrote down was in this promo thing at the end. I thought it was funny that Hulk Hogan said, what's your trip, man? <laughs> it doesn't seem like something he would say. What's your trip, man? <laughs> tune in. Tune out. <laughs> yeah. Right? To like, quote Timothy Leary, brother. <laughs> there you go. Turn off your mind, relax, and float downstream. <laughs> uh, What's your favorite dead song later? <laughs> Riding this train. <laughs> the gym this morning, the Grateful Dead was on. I was like, I think I'm just going to leave. <laughs> this, this workout's fucked up already. I'm out. It is funny to think of, like, in-character wrestlers, like, just singing along to any song, really. <laughs> Just loving the radio, but like doing Slow the voice ride. they do in promos. <laughs> Didn't somebody quote Jimi Hendrix or something like that in one of the things we discussed? Yes. Uh, and it wasn't even like a popular Jimi Hendrix thing to say. Yeah. So it wasn't even like a popular song. I yeah, I think somebody mentioned that earlier in one of the promos, but fuck yeah. it, we ain't going back. Because yeah. we're ain't, done. Ain't no going back. Ain't no going back. This, this episode is released this week, so Matt, if you know the next Mr. B screening oh, yeah. coming April up. April 18th. We're going to watch some movie. I can't tell you because I don't want to get sued. Okay. All right. Is that, <laughs> is, that what, is that what it is? Okay. So I thought it was more like you tried to, like, it was more about a show thing because I was well, literally in both. The, you know. Okay. I was in the lobby telling them, but yeah, we're going to talk about No Holds Barred. Yeah. Right? I tell everybody. Yeah. I just don't put it on posters because I don't want Warner Brothers or whoever to track me down. Good call. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so uh, give them your Twitter and stuff like that if they haven't got already. Mr. Barentine, M-R-B-A-R-E-N-T-I-N-E on Twitter. I uh, yell about politics a lot. It's real fun. I think a couple of people ended up following you because of this podcast. So right uh, we got some new listeners. So get get up. I feel with like we forgot to promote this and Ten Bell at the show the other night. Like yeah. I think we didn't even mention Ten Bell to all those wrestling people. Like I think several of those people in that crowd. Were I think people. some of those people might have came because of this podcast already. Because oh, some right of those people on. are definitely people that follow me online, and they oh, nice. they like every time I put out a graphic of this. So I think a lot of people that were wrestling fans are kind of aware of me and, and already yeah. know it's over here. So Fair I think enough. that this is pretty cool. So yeah. I, and thank you guys, everybody that's a listener of this podcast that came out to the show that I was on with Matt. Write Wizards. a fucking review. Is there someone should ask? Yeah, you write know? a fucking review. I will you give you a free minutes? T-shirt. I will give you a free T-shirt. <laughs> And you can even, I don't even need you can to mail use it to you. three to do other shit. Yeah. Just two minutes. It, it Write a mean review. Just give yeah, it five stars. It yeah. Give I mean, it five we, stars and be like, fuck these assholes. We've had, we've had some reviews <laughs> that only last like a line. So it just, it's whatever. So just get out there. Yeah. But uh, Type fart and give it five stars. That's it. <laughs> Zane, uh, what, what do you got coming up? All the same shit you do. Okay. This weekend we'll be at the Richmond Galaxy Con doing con, uh, comic book wrestlings. Um... Then I get back in time to leave for Barbados. Caleb Conley and I are going to go to Barbados and wrestle a little nice. bit. Is that going to happen? It's it's happened. We got plane tickets. We're going to at least go to Barbados. Well, you know what's really shitty? <laughs> you might get kidnapped there. But... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know what's really fucking shitty? While you're in Barbados, I'll be in West Virginia. You know, hey, mm-hmm. two sides of the same coin, brother. <laughs> Which just, coin is that? Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's Barbadian dollar. Then the week after that, we'll be driving to Iowa for Wrestling Revolver. Then yep. the week after that, we'll be going to Connecticut at a brewery show in Connecticut. And I'll be doing wrestling in Maine and then also coming back down for NGW. And then and we get geared up for the worst time of the year. WrestleCon. If you have not got your tickets to $5 Wrestling, choose your own adventure. Make sure you get them. Uh, by this time, I've already announced that Joey Ryan will be taking on Mr. Thunderbolt, and I have the best season in the world book. I also have Sammy Callahan taking on Freight Train. I also have Ethan Page and Hornswoggle taking on Big and Little Donnie, and I will have hopefully have somebody wrestling Rita Rock very soon, and nobody seems to be jumping on that. Also, too, I don't have anybody jumped on Jeff Hart yet, but hopefully by the time this podcast comes out, somebody is at least nibbled on the line in the bait that I have left. So we'll see. But uh, what we did hear from uh, and not see is the reviews from Smalls704. You're sitting on top of the poll. You're the most recent one. You know, Smalls, get up with me about getting you a T-shirt. I imagine it's small. Uh, I got plenty of Smalls to give you. Uh, but we will be doing your request for that 70s show uh, episode with The Rock in it. Not next episode, obviously. The next episode, we are going to be discussing Wrong Side of Town, which is the Rob Van Dam starring vehicle. Um, also, too, big thank you to Keaton's. I don't know if I've sent you a shirt yet for you leaving your review on Stitcher. But, uh, guys, we're not just on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. We're also on Spotify right now. We're on SoundCloud. We're on YouTube. We're, we are wherever podcasts are available. And, guys... I can't thank you enough for joining us for another edition of How Did This Get Booked? Woo!